Welcome to my podcast, Everyday Sublime, shedding light on yin yoga and meditation. I'm your host, Josh Summers, and I'm a yin yoga and meditation teacher and trainer, as well as a licensed acupuncturist. This podcast is intended to be an in-depth exploration of the intersections between yin yoga, Chinese medicine, and meditation. And my hope is that the talks and conversations in this podcast will help support your practice and or your teaching of yin yoga and meditation. Okay, I'm really glad you're here today. I'm here with you from Boston at the height of a gorgeous New England fall. The leaves right now are really indescribably beautiful. And in the world at large, there's a lot going on right now too. In Boston tonight, the Red Sox are facing off with the LA Dodgers for the first game in the World Series. And this may or may not mean anything to you whatsoever. And in the United States, our country is moving towards the all-important midterm elections in November. And these elections will likely have a deep influence one way or another on the fate of the Trump presidency. So if you're a U.S. citizen, please get out there and vote on November 6th. I've already sent in my absentee ballot as I'll be anxiously watching these polls from Dublin, Ireland in November. And if you're not a U.S. citizen, please, if you know a U.S. citizen, please go and remind and encourage that person to get out and vote on November 6th. Okay, I'll spare you any further comment on current events. But with all the unique challenges of this particular moment in time, I've become even more grateful for the practices of yin yoga and meditation. These practices have felt like a real refuge in difficult times. And as I've just finished a podcast series of a conversation with my teacher, Jason Siff, I thought it would be a good idea to give you an episode here on the instructions for yin meditation. In the show notes, I'll be linking to the episodes of that series with Jason, as well as a link to my own series explaining the many elements of yin meditation in greater detail. But here, I want to give the instructions that I often give to students, whether it be for a meditation workshop or at the beginning of a silent meditation retreat. I hope these instructions help you on your own path of inner exploration, as well as a path of cultivating kindness, compassion, and wisdom. So here are the instructions for yin meditation. meditation instructions are intended to serve as introductory instructions for people beginning to practice yin meditation. These instructions are not meant to be rigid rules. Rather, please use them as gentle guidelines to initiate the meditative process of inner exploration and discovery. And from the very beginning, I want to acknowledge and recognize that these instructions are heavily inspired and influenced by my teacher Jason Siff's approach to meditation an approach that he calls recollective awareness meditation. I'm calling these instructions yin meditation rather than instructions for recollective awareness meditation, primarily because I'm trying to connect this approach to meditation to the way a yogi would approach practicing yin yoga. And also, I think as teachers, we inevitably express teachings in a way that reflect our own personal experience and our own personal understanding. 
And I don't want my interpretation of recollective awareness meditation to distort the way Jason would present his own teaching. So to avoid that kind of confusion, I'm simply calling what I'm sharing here yin meditation. Now you may find it helpful to listen to these instructions once or twice and then try a few meditation sessions practicing with whatever you remember from the instructions. But this recording of instruction is not meant to function like a guided meditation. In general, I'm not such a big advocate of guided meditations. The main reason I don't recommend guided meditations is that they tend to interrupt one's natural experience from unfolding in, in the meditation. In other words, the teacher's voice in the guided meditation will direct and focus your attention on certain things, and this can interrupt the flow of your own unfolding experience, as well as leave certain things either unnoticed or unexamined. Moreover, guided meditations can kind of inculcate a sort of dependency, where the meditator relies on the guided script for support, like a crutch, and they might feel unable to meditate without the accompaniment of the guided meditation. So in my opinion, these are not optimal dynamics for a meditator that intends to develop an autonomous meditation practice. Of course, there are probably many counter-arguments to everything I just said. People will mention the value and support they receive from guided meditations, especially if they're a beginner, and I understand those positions. If you benefit from guided meditations, my only recommendation would be to try to internalize the guidance as quickly as possible and then to put the guided meditation aside. The other issue with guided meditations is that they tend to emphasize a kind of directed control of one's meditative experience, much in the same way that Yang styles of meditation emphasize a specific doing or shaping of one's experience. Essentially, as a meditator, Within these approaches, you're trying to have the experience that the guided meditation is trying to get you to have. They're quite yang in nature. In contrast, the broad intention of yin meditation is to support meditators getting closer to their natural inner world, or to get closer to knowing and understanding their minds as they are. And through greater familiarity with that inner world to then develop wholesome qualities of mind and heart like gentleness, kindness, tolerance, and patience, both in relationship to oneself and as well as to others. So in this talk, I would like to outline what I see as the three main aspects of the yin meditation process. These are first, the posture and perch. Second, an attitude of receptivity. And third, permission to try things within the meditation. So perch, receptivity, and permission. I'll now speak to each of these one by one. The first thing to do in a yin meditation session is to come into a reasonably comfortable posture. Now I always say reasonably because any posture you take, no matter how comfortable in the beginning, this posture may become somewhat uncomfortable when you sit still for longer than a few minutes. So choose a posture that is reasonably comfortable. That might mean sitting cross-legged on a meditation cushion, or on a bolster, or a blanket. You could simply sit with your shins crossed, or put one foot on top of the opposite leg, such as you would in half lotus. Or you might simply have one foot in front of the other, in what is referred to as Burmese position. If you're not sure about what those postures look like, just Google image them. 
either half lotus or Burmese position meditation posture, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But another option for sitting is to come into what's referred to as seiza or virasana posture. My recommendation for this posture is to put a block between your heels and then to place a cushion of some sort, again, whether it's a bolster or a meditation cushion or a blanket, to put a cushion on top of that block. And then from a kneeling position, you'll let your hips come back to the cushion. I have found that especially on longer retreats, that this posture mitigates common aches and pains in the knees, hips, and spine. So please experiment with your posture, find something that will work for you. And also, if neither of these options work, consider sitting in a chair. With a chair, you'd wanna sit forward in the seat so that your spine is upright and relaxed. In other words, not resting against the back of the chair. Now with regards to posture, if you start to experience strong discomforts or physical pains during the meditation, try to either make small mindful shifts in your posture to see if that brings relief. Sometimes just moving the knees a little bit further apart or moving one foot slightly forward, these little shifts can really make a big difference. But if that fails to resolve the pain, please slowly move into a different posture as a way to mitigate the problematic sensation. As you become more familiar with various kinds of unpleasant sensations, you may find that you can work with some of them, exploring their physical manifestation and the layers of mental reaction to them, and this may be a fruitful way to explore your mind and its habitual reactivity. And then there are sensations for which a swift retreat and reposture simply makes most sense. So just like yin yoga, please play your physical edge with careful attention in meditation. But once you're in some kind of seated posture, the next step is to establish a mental posture to begin the meditation with. And here I'm going to borrow again a, an analogy from Jason Siff's teaching, which he refers to as the idea of a perch. Simply, you let your attention rest on a perch. And this could be the feeling of your hands, just sensing your hands resting on your lap, or the feeling of your body in contact with a cushion or floor, or the perch might be your breath, or even uh, environmental sounds could function as a perch for you. Using these experiences as a perch is quite different than the usual metaphor of trying to anchor your attention to a specific experience. With the metaphor of an anchor, there's often the energy of trying to keep your attention tied to the body or tethered to the breath or chained to something. You're trying to prevent your attention from drifting away from the actual anchor. And practicing like this with an anchor can be a bit heavy-handed and actually prevent you from connecting with your mind as it is. It can also create a lot of unnecessary frustration if your mind happens to depart from the anchor which, as many of you probably know, this occurs with great frequency. So in contrast, with the idea of a perch, you can let your mind have the freedom to fly off the perch. You can allow it to explore different topics, themes, and experiences as and when these things naturally arise in your consciousness. And at any point during these mental excursions, you can always return to the perch of your hands or to your body sitting, or your breath, as and when that feels helpful or supportive. 
Just as a bird might land temporarily on a perch, taking rest from flight, you can let your attention land back on the breath or let your awareness rest upon the feeling in your hands. You can lightly rest upon these experiences for as long as you'd like or are able, and then when your mind is inclined, you can let it freely explore or fly into other terrains such as your thoughts, memories, and plans. With permission to explore, your mind may also naturally move into altered states or into sleepier states, or into various kinds of absorbed mental states. And that brings me to the next aspect of this approach to meditation, that is receptivity. In yin meditation, rather than beginning with the intention of controlling your attention, or trying to keep your focus on a specific thing like the breath or mantra, something you might do if you are practicing a concentration or shamatha form of meditation, in yin meditation, you're actually encouraged to begin the meditation with a gentle receptivity towards whatever you're experiencing. Now that might include being receptive to the various sensations in your body or to your chosen perch of attention, specifically your hands or breath or feeling of your body sitting against the cushion. And the receptive attitude of your mind will also be open to environmental sounds. And lastly, an attitude of receptivity will also be open and receptive to many things that would usually be discouraged in meditation. This will include being receptive towards all manner of thoughts, memories, reveries, fantasies, and other mental excursions. In other words, you're allowed and even encouraged to let yourself be receptive to whatever kind of thinking gets going during your meditation. Rather than letting go of your thoughts, in yin meditation, I'd encourage you to let your thoughts go on. Now, to many, this sounds nonsensical and even antithetical to most understandings of what meditation is. But I want to remind you of the intention of this style of meditation. Instead of trying to create an optimal experience of some sort, say that of a clear mind or a particularly focused awareness of something or a mind of non-thinking, this approach to meditation holds an intention of understanding your mind as it is. So rather than trying to domesticate your thought process, yin meditation offers a process for refining your understanding of how your inner world works. And approaching your experience with a receptive attitude is the least intrusive way of getting to know the natural terrain of your inner landscape. But here's the thing. Being receptive can make you open and even vulnerable to experiencing difficult and challenging things. Difficult memories may crop up, old wounds may appear, fears and anxieties about the future might start to torment you, and even weird dream scenarios may take you by surprise. Additionally, you might get quite sleepy and start to nod off, or you might feel really bored, sometimes as though you might crawl out of your own skin. Now, none of these things are a problem per se. After all, they all fall under the category of what your mind creates and gets up to, and they can certainly provide interesting insights into the nature of your inner world. But if any of these experiences prove to be too overwhelming or simply too much, in this approach, you could choose to redirect your attention back to your perch. In other words, an attitude of receptivity is not a rigid rule. It is simply a place to start from. It's a place to begin from. It's an initial way of orienting your mind towards your experience. 
And from there, you have permission in the style of meditation to either let things go on or to sometimes say, enough, and you can turn your attention to something else. And that's the third basic element of yin meditation, permission. In a meditation practice that gives you, the meditator, permission to explore things or to not explore things and turn away from certain experiences, this kind of practice is encouraging the development of self-reliance and self-knowledge. You're not following external rules about what's correct meditation. Rather, you're developing your own internal compass with regards to navigating your unique inner landscape. So while starting off with the intention of being receptive towards your unfolding experience, you always have permission to bring your attention back to your chosen perch. And you also have permission to change your perch. In other words, you might begin the sitting with the intention of letting the feeling of your hands be your perch, but during the sitting you might decide that the breath is, is somehow more effective in that moment. Or you might find that opening to listen to sounds might feel like a better perch for you. You can be fluid and flexible with what your perch is. Additionally, you also have permission to work with other meditation instructions or other meditation practices within your session of yin meditation. For example, you might decide to count your breaths for a little while, or you might return to a familiar mantra practice, or you might spend some time scanning your body, to name just a few common, more structured styles of meditation. And you could stay with these more structured practices for as long as you like. In fact, these other practices could become your perch. But, and here's the main difference in this approach, you don't have to adhere to these instructions as rules. These other practices become more like tools that you skillfully pick up as and when they seem helpful. So we move from the idea of rigid rules to more skillful tools in practice. And if, in the course of working with one of these practices, your mind moves into another topic or theme or territory, Rather than reflexively jumping back to your breath or mantra, you could choose to explore that new topic for a while with curiosity and open interest. And whenever you wished, you'd have permission to go back to that meditation instruction of watching the breath or coming back to your chosen perch. Really, the three elements of yin meditation, perch, receptivity, and permission, all interrelate. A perch is a light resting point from which you can be receptive to exploring other things, always with the permission to choose what you do within those experiences. And I've tried to present these elements of yin meditation in a way that will be easy to remember. Unfortunately, I don't have a clever acronym like RAIN, which is used in conventional mindfulness training, where the acronym RAIN stands for recognition, allowing, investigation, and non-identification with your experience. The best I can do for yin meditation is PRP, perch, receptivity, and permission. So I hope those reflections on these instructions help your meditation journey. Now another valuable aspect of the meditation process is to spend some time after your formal meditation sitting to journal or recollect whatever you experienced during the meditation. But the topic of journaling about your meditation will be another talk for another day. I'll stop there for now today, and in the next episode of the Everyday Sublime, 
I'll be speaking once again with Yin Master Bernie Clark, this time about his new fantastic book, Your Spine, Your Yoga. So stay tuned for that series coming soon. If you'd like more information about Yin Meditation, please look in the show notes where I'll link to a series with my teacher, Jason Sif, as well as to my own series on the elements of Yin Meditation. And if you'd like to train in Yin Yoga or Yin Meditation with me, please check out yinyogaschool.com. That's yinyogaschool.com. Terry Coburn, my co-pilot in the Yin Yoga School, and I have a very busy calendar in 2019 lined up with four different modules on Yin Yoga training. There's a foundations module, a meditative mindfulness module, a module on Chinese medicine, and as well as a module on Yang Yoga within Yin Yoga. We also have three silent meditation and yin yoga retreats planned for 2019. And these events are filling quickly. So if you're interested in working with us, please plan ahead and check out the full list of events at joshsummers.net forward slash events. That's joshsummers.net forward slash events. Thanks so much for listening today. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode with Bernie Clark.